Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember to join my office hours on Wednesdays at 12 noon Mountain Standard Time. This is a time to pick my brain on any questions you have about the podcast or any other content you've been exposed to that I've created. I'm live on my YouTube channel, Instagram channel, and Facebook channel at the same time, Wednesdays, 12 noon, Mountain Standard Time. It's like office hours. So think about high school and college, you go to your professor's office hours to pick their brain. So likewise, I have office hours for you. So take advantage. Today we're gonna talk about three steps to a correct mindset with feedback. One of the top things I help couples with in my practice is learning how to give and receive feedback because that's an essential element to being a good partner, being open to feedback, getting feedback. Your partner is the top person on the planet to give you feedback because they see you through your highs, they see you through your lows, they hear what comes out of your mouth, they see your moods, they see your strengths, they see your weaknesses. Therefore, your partner is your biggest asset for personal growth. But giving and receiving feedback is a massive problem for a lot of couples. A lot of couples don't ever give each other feedback, or if they do, it's in the form of criticism. Then it's met with defensiveness. So then we just learn to stuff what we really feel, or we pick our battles, or we blow up. It's a mess. So I wanna talk today about the correct mindset, three steps to developing a correct mindset with feedback. Number one, you need to value feedback. You need to develop this, this value that getting feedback from your partner is good. Getting feedback from your partner is helpful. Getting feedback from your partner is constructive because that feedback is gonna help you become a better person to become a better partner. Do you wanna grow? Do you want to evolve? Do you wanna be refined? Your partner is the best person to help you do that. So you have to buy in to this value of, I wanna be open to feedback. I wanna receive feedback. Because through feedback, I can learn my blind spots. I can learn where I'm rough in areas. I can learn where I need to improve. Without feedback, you don't know how to improve. So I'm a big believer in feedback. And even in my newsletters, I have a lot of people subscribe to my newsletter and I send out a feedback form once a month asking people for feedback. What can I do better? What are you enjoying? So I can grow. I'm a big fan of feedback in my marriage, asking my wife, how can I be better? How can I improve as a partner? All of my my team of coaches that work for me, I ask them for feedback once a month. How can I get better for you? So in multiple areas of my life, I'm trying to constantly ask for feedback because I am a believer. I am a strong believer in feedback because I see how important it is and because I personally wanna always be evolving to become a better person. I wanna become a better person today than I was yesterday. So you don't wanna coast. You don't wanna get into marriage and just coast. And you don't wanna have this mindset that I am who I am, just accept me. That's not a good mindset. You wanna have the mindset of, I wanna constantly be growing, improving to become a better person and a better partner. When I first 
graduated from graduate school back in 2005, part of what I did when I was going through graduate school is I joined a program to become an executive leadership coach. So I was getting my doctorate in clinical psychology, but another program on campus was offering executive coaching or leadership coaching. So I also went through that program for an entire year, became certified, and so I started a small business way back then, this was my late 20s, offering leadership coaching to leaders. So I would provide 360 degree feedback and then the feedback would show that leader's main growth areas and then I would provide one-on-one coaching with that leader for about 12 weeks to help them improve and then we'd do 360 feedback again at the end to assess for progress. What stood out to me is I did a lot of presentations. I'd go to rotary clubs all over the place doing presentations, trying to get leaders to sign up for this process, for 360 degree feedback, for leadership coaching. And by and large, the feedback I got from leaders was, I don't wanna hear how people feel about me. It's too uncomfortable. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna go there. I don't wanna ask for that feedback. I don't wanna hear what people really think about me. It's too scary. And that was so disheartening to me, and so jarring to me, and so alarming to me, because What's the smarter approach? You can either stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and pretend there's no negative feedback for you and that everything is great, which is a false falsehood, that's a lie, or you can ask for that feedback and you can do something with the feedback. So it was just incredible to me how many leaders were too intimidated to ask for that feedback. And likewise in marriage. I meet a lot of couples where one or both partners don't wanna hear what their partner has to say. They don't wanna ask for feedback because they're scared of what their partner's gonna say. But guess what? Your partner is gonna have those feelings and think those thoughts about you whether you ask or not. So wouldn't it be smarter to ask, to hear about it, so you can do something about it than never asking? Because if you don't ask, that's gonna make them feel bottled up and hopeless like things are never gonna get better. So that's number one. The number one step to creating a correct mindset with feedback is valuing feedback, seeing the benefit of it. If you wanna grow, if you wanna become a better person, you have to start valuing feedback. Number two, you have to ask for feedback. If you're gonna become someone who values feedback, you have to start becoming proactive to ask for feedback. You're not gonna get it regularly, proactively, unless you ask for it. So this is what happens in most marriages. We don't ask for feedback. We don't wanna hear it, it's too scary. Then our partner gets fed up with our growth areas, our weaknesses, and then they criticize us. And when we get that kind of feedback, we get defensive. And then we associate feedback means criticism. Feedback means I'm getting put down. So why should I ask for that? Well. You should ask for it because then your partner won't criticize you. It's a much different experience when we ask for feedback compared to if it's given to us when we're not asking for it. That's when it's a criticism. That's when it catches us off guard. That's when we're blindsided and that is when we get defensive. But if you ask for feedback, you're in the power role because you've initiated that conversation. So right there, you're gonna receive that feedback better because you're the one asking for it. And second, because you're asking for it, 
your partner is going to be more gentle giving it. And in contrast, when they randomly give you that feedback, it's because they're fed up and then it's going to come out as criticism and then you're blindsided and then it doesn't go well. So the top tool I recommend for asking for feedback is the bullseye question. Ideally, this is done during your routine of head heart checks. Hopefully you're doing your head heart checks. That's a routine to cultivate emotional intimacy. You wanna be doing your head heart check more days than not. And at the end of the head heart check, add on the bullseye question. And this is what it is. What's one thing I did right today? And what's one thing I could have done better? What's one thing I did right today? What's one thing I could have done better? Those are powerful questions. So let me unpack that. First of all, you're initiating this. So you're in a position of power. Then you're asking for something positive. That's gonna feel good. That's gonna build you up. That's gonna show you what you're doing right. And it's good for your partner to have to think about what you're doing right. It's a win-win. Then you ask for what could I have done better? And that gives your partner an opportunity to share any missteps you had throughout the day, any blind side, blind blind moments, blind spots. It gives them a chance to share where you could have been better. Maybe you said something that hurt their feelings. Maybe you missed an opportunity to respond to their need. Maybe you did something that was offensive. Who knows? None of us are perfect. Most of us make missteps in our marriage on a regular basis. So you're asking your partner, you're, you're asking them, you're inviting them, tell me, what's one thing I could have done better today? And by the way, notice how I say, what's one thing? Because you're not opening it up for your partner to say 10 things you could have done better. You're saying, what's one thing I could have done better? What's one thing I did right? What's one thing I could have done better? Then this leads me to number three. Number three on getting the correct mindset for feedback is the 50% rule. So here we are, we're doing our head heart check, then we're ending it with the bullseye question, we're taking turns asking each other, what's one thing I did right today, what's one thing I could have done better, and now what? First of all, you have to remember the ground rule of the bullseye question. The ground rule is you are not allowed to get defensive. So when your partner gives you that constructive feedback, you cannot defend yourself with why you did whatever they're giving you constructive feedback with. If you defend yourself, think it through. If you defend yourself, it's sending the message to your partner, it's not safe to give me feedback. I can't take feedback. Therefore, they're gonna stop giving it. And you don't want that, because that's gonna make them start to feel hopeless in the marriage and bottled up. And when someone gets hopeless and bottled up, they're gonna pull away from you physically and they're gonna start having harsher startups to conflict. So you want your partner to feel like you can take it. And the best way to do that is to not get defensive. You can ask questions. If you're curious about their constructive feedback or you're confused on their constructive feedback, you can ask for questions, clarifying questions, but no defensiveness is allowed. And the best thing you can say back to their constructive feedback is, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the feedback. Let me say it one more time. Sink, let me, I want it to sink in. Thank you for the feedback. It's the best phrase you can say during the bullseye question. Now, let's talk about what happens next. This is number three, the 50% rule. The 50% rule 
if you remember, is part of the reunite tool for discussing resentments and how do you respond back when you're the listener. So this is an overlap here. So the 50% rule basically says, when your partner gives you constructive feedback, it doesn't mean it's all your fault. It might not be any of your fault. It might be their fault, or it might be the circumstances. You probably had valid reasons why you did what you did. That's why you're not expected to take 100% blame for the constructive feedback. And often we think we need to, and that's why we get defensive. So in your mind, when you're listening to the constructive feedback, you have to be thinking about what part of this feedback is true. What's the kernel of truth? What's the piece in this feedback that reflects my growth area? That's what you're listening for. That's the 50% rule. Sometimes it might be just 5% of what they're saying has some truth in it. Other times it might be 50% of what they're saying has some truth in it. Other times what they're saying, there may be 95% truth in it. You're in control to decide how much of their feedback is legit and valid. That's up to you. And you get to mull that over after you say, thank you for the feedback. You get to mull over that feedback over the next day or so. Mull it over, think it through, reflect on it. And when you're reflecting, you're thinking about, is there any kernel of truth? Does that feedback reflect any changes I need to make? Is there any adjustments I should consider? Are there any blind spots that were highlighted for me? And again, you are in control of deciding that. A lot of times, constructive feedback is an issue of control. Because when we're criticized, we feel a loss of control. So therefore, we defend ourselves to regain control. So it's a really interesting way to think about feedback from a perspective of control. Therefore, when your partner gives you that constructive feedback because you're asking for it, what's one thing I did right today and what's one thing I could have done better, they give you that constructive feedback and you say, thank you for the feedback. Now you're in control. You get to decide how much of this feedback is legit, how much of this feedback is warranted, how much of this feedback do I need to consider in order to make some changes. You are in control of that. And you don't even have to tell your partner what you've decided. That's up to you. You mull it over, you reflect on it, then it's up to you what you choose to adjust, if anything. So those are three steps to correct a to develop a correct mindset when it comes to constructive feedback. Number one, you have to value feedback. You have to buy into this idea that it's really important to get feedback because that's gonna make you into a better person and a better partner. Number two, you have to start asking for feedback proactively. If you do that, criticisms are gonna go way down. So do that with the bullseye question. After your head heart checks, tag on the bullseye question. What's one thing I did right today? What's one thing I could have done better? Number three is the 50% rule. Once you get that feedback, you say thank you for the feedback, then you mull it over, you reflect on it, and you sift through for that kernel of truth, no matter how big or small, it's up to you, that you wanna make some changes on. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, click the five stars and leave a review. And the best way to pay it forward is to text one person today about the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. You can even forward them this link. If this podcast has helped you, 
going to help them. And that's a great way to spread the word. For more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you nurture it and care for it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.